Welcome to the Yogi Fuel Podcast, the podcast that's all about up-leveling your health, your practice, and your consciousness. We'll be taking the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science, having conscious conversations with spiritual thought leaders and alternative health professionals, and sometimes just me sharing my own experiences and knowledge to support you on your spiritual journey. I'm your host, Melissa Singh, and this is the Yogi Fuel Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, It's certainly been a while since I've recorded one of these. Um, I had all of these great intentions and aspirations of recording podcasts like in Varanasi on the banks of the Ganga with Vikram and in Goa or near the Taj Mahal where we stayed in Agra, Um, but traveling with an infant had other plans for me was very challenging. It was an amazing trip. I'm super excited to be back. I'm so inspired. I have so much to share with you. So many amazing guests coming up. Just so much that I want to talk about. Um, And I thought that I would use this podcast to talk a little bit about my travel tips, my Ayurvedic travel tips, some travel hacks for bringing food with you on the plane. If you follow me on Instagram, then you will know that before we left, I did like a crazy meal prep to bring a bunch of food on the plane. So I want to share about that. And then I want to share about some Ayurvedic travel tips that are sort of like best practice that are going to help to keep you grounded and healthy while you're traveling because travel can definitely be, it's amazing, it's fun, but um, it can definitely be challenging. So first things first, I want to share a little bit about my crazy food prep. Like I said, um, I food prepped like crazy before we left. And I recognized at some point that people were probably like, whoa, this girl is cray cray. Like, why is she making all of this food? You pay for food on the plane. Like, what's the deal? Um, And so I want to share my why with you. And I talked about this in a Facebook or sorry, in an Instagram story. Um, And I want to be really clear that my why was not around fear. Like it's not that I'm fearful of plain food or that I'm like addicted to clean eating and I have to prep my own food because I won't eat what's served on the plane. It's not that at all. I do have a few reasons. The first reason is I find plain food like kind of gross and not that delicious. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you've ever traveled with an infant anywhere, it is stressful. If you've ever traveled to India with or without an infant, it is stressful. And pairing those two together, traveling for over 24 hours to India with an infant is extremely stressful. I am a huge foodie. And so for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be on this like 24 hour plane ride, you know, not, you're not in the plane for 24 hours, but it's basically a 24 hour journey. I'm like, nah, I need food. That's not only delicious, but that's nutrient dense. That's actually going to fuel my body. That's going to help to mitigate the the stress response um, that happens when we're flying, when we're under a lot of stress, when you don't get a lot of sleep, because there are no guarantees, my friends. If you travel with an infant that you're going to get any sleep, which I discovered on the way home, which was crazy. So that's why I bring my own food. I really, another thing too, is we are vegan And you make meal requests on planes to have a vegan meal. You can have a gluten-free meal, whatever. You can make those requests on the plane. But I'm telling you, out of the four times I've been to India, three of the times they've forgotten about our meal request. And it's been a whole thing to try and get them to accommodate us. And then half the time, it's I actually showed a picture of our quote-unquote vegan breakfast one day. It was literally a fruit cup and two rolls of white bread with like this like fake orange juice. And I just thought, man, imagine that that's what was like fueling my body on this huge journey, I'm like, nah, if I'm going to be awake all night, if I'm going to be tired, you know, I'm going to be eating delicious food. So I want to share with you guys a little bit about what we brought. Um, and a few of the mistakes I made in preparing the food for our journey there. 
Um, and I'm going to link for you guys. There is a whole website or a whole part of the website from Toronto Pearson that outlines and details what it is that you can and can't bring with you on a plane in terms of food. Because I had a lot of people reach out and ask me like, what you're able to bring? Like we brought um, cumin, fennel and coriander tea. People were like, oh my God, you can bring that. We brought our own almond milk. We brought like our own coffee because we're coffee snobs. Uh, most Ashtangis are coffee snobs. And if you've ever had plain coffee, it's like instant espresso. It's really not good. Um, <laughs> so we did all of that and we had no problems bringing any of that stuff through our burritos, our sushi, everything was good. Um, but I want to share with you a little bit about, I don't want to say like the mistake I made, but some of the learning experiences that I had in terms of the actual food that we made is that in hindsight, it was very vata aggravating. And when we travel, travel itself is very vata aggravating. If you go back to the podcast on the doshas and you look at the qualities of vata dosha, vata is air, ether, movement, cold, rough. And travel is kind of all of those things. Think about it. When you're in a plane, you are the opposite of grounded. You are so, you're the furthest away from the ground that you've ever been. You are moving really quickly through air, through ether. Um, it's just super, super vata aggravating. You're also, you know, getting out of your routine. It's a very ungrounding thing that you're doing. And so everything that we do to fuel our body while we travel, we want to keep in mind balancing vata dosha. So a lot of the food that I brought was very vata aggravating. I had sushi, I had burritos. Now these things could be warm when you make them fresh. I did make them the night before they sat in the fridge and they were cold when we consumed them. And I have to tell you, I had so much gas on that flight. It was unreal. It was so uncomfortable. I had to drink a ton of like hot water and tea to try and mitigate it, but it still didn't help. I was super, super, um, imbalanced, I guess, very Vata imbalanced. Whereas on the way back, we brought kitchidi, we brought samosas, even though like maybe samosas aren't super healthy for you. They were really heavy and grounding. We brought lots of sweet things. Sweet is something that helps to pacify and balance Vata dosha. Um, we drank lots of hot water. I had a little bit of wine, <laughs> which is very exciting. But so we really want to keep in mind that whole idea of balancing vata dosha when we're traveling. And so the tips I have for you around um, travel and balancing travel and my Ayurvedic travel tips are all about balancing vata dosha. So my first tip for you is to drink lots of hot water and lots of tea with good spices. So when we look at vata dosha, again, vata is associated with cold. Cold is one of the characteristics of vata dosha. And so naturally, if we drink and we're eating things that are hot, that's going to help to balance and pacify vata dosha. Also, if we're consuming hot water with spices that are also going to help pacify dosha, pacify vata dosha, that's like a double whammy. So we brought CFC tea, cumin, fennel, and coriander tea. This is a great, it's actually tridoshic. So it's a tridoshic sort of digestive detox type tea that we sipped throughout the flight there and back. It's a super simple tea to bring with you. We just put a little bit of it into tea bags. We brought a big flask that if you just go to the back of the airplane, you can ask them to fill it up with hot water. And you'll get this big jug of hot water. You just dip your tea bag in it. And there you go. You've CFCT as much as you want. You can go to the back and get as much hot water as you need. So traveling with like some sort of insulated, um, flask or like a swell bottle or something like that is a really, really good idea. It's going to keep your 
water hot. You could also travel. This is what I thought about after is little pieces of ginger. They're not going to take that away from you. Likely, um, again, check with like your airline, check with the country that you're going to, but you could totally chop up little pieces of ginger. You could sprinkle a little bit of ginger powder into those CFC tea bags. That's again, going to help to support and balance Vata dosha while you're traveling, while you're on the plane. And this is also going to help to support your digestive system because Vata dosha, I know if you've ever traveled, um, if you travel a lot, you might notice that your digestion is kind of wonky and that generally has to do with a Vata imbalance. So drinking these good digestive teas is going to help keep Vata imbalance. It's going to help keep your digestion imbalance. It's going to help to keep you feeling a good Um, My second tip is to eat grounding foods. So I kind of talked about that uh, before when I talked about the sort of contrast between the foods I chose on the flight there and the foods I chose on the flight back, but choosing grounding foods specifically while you're traveling, like while you're on the plane or while you're doing a lot of that, like moving is really, really important. So having hot foods, again, looking at those qualities of Vata Dosha and making the opposite ones to balance them out present in your food. So instead of eating cold food, because that's a vata characteristic, we want to have warm foods. We want to have oily foods. We want to have foods that are heavy instead of light, foods that are grounding us. So kitchity, oh my God, if you can make kitchity and you can bring it on a flight with you, it's the golden food. Anything that's warm, anything that's sweet, that's going to help you. We brought prana bites actually on the way there those were key. Those were really, really helpful in terms of like keeping me grounded and like full and satiated. So choosing grounding food specifically on the flight. And even while you're there, if you're noticing that your vata is out of balance, if you're noticing that you're feeling really anxious or you're feeling really gassy, or you're just feeling like sort of all over the place, let those opposite qualities, the qualities that are opposite of vata dosha be present in your food. Choose those grounding foods. That's going to help your whole being to feel more grounded. My third tip is to maintain as much of a morning and evening routine as you can within reason. So if you're traveling, chances are, you know, maybe you're with a group of people, your whole routine is going to be totally different and that's fine. That's expected. You're going to a new place. You're like immersing yourself in culture. That's awesome. But at the end of the day, we do want us to feel somewhat balanced and stable wherever it is that we are. And so maybe you have a really elaborate morning routine. Maybe you have a really elaborate evening routine. You don't have to do the whole thing, but try and bring bits and pieces of it into your daily routine as much as you can to help keep you feeling grounded. So for me, something I did every day without fail was I did my tongue scraping. Something else that's really awesome to do is abhyanga. Abhyanga is super helpful for balancing vata dosha. It's a part of my daily routine that I super love. It's something I didn't do every day when I was there, but the days when I did do it, I felt so good. And I have a really great article coming out on AYCT about why Ashtangis should do abhyanga. So if you want more information on abhyanga and how you can start this as a part of your daily routine, I'm going to put the link to that um, article in the show notes here. Um, and yeah, just really trying to bring as much routine into your travel as you can. But like I said, within reason, you know, if you go to an all-inclusive, maybe you're going to stay up late and you're going to drink or you're going to, you know, stay up late and go on these excursions. And I, I think that the, the message here is don't be so attached to your evening and morning routine, but do the best that you can to create some sort of semblance, some sort of rhythm in your day, or you're going to continue to feel super, you know, Vata imbalanced. So holding the routine lightly, but still trying to maintain as much routine as you can, uh, and sort of 
looping in with that, something that's super important that I try and do on all my trips is either neti pot or nasya. Travel, like I said, it's vata imbalancing and it can really dry out the nasal passages. So incorporating a nasal lubricating routine such as neti or nasya is super important. And if you find that neti pot dries out your nasal channel, you can do that and then put a little bit of nasya oil inside of the nasal passage to just lubricate it. That's a hot tip I got from my girls over at Pavani Ayurveda. They have an amazing, amazing line of dosha specific products. So if you're looking for a really great nasya oil, you can definitely head over to their website. You can find them on Instagram at Pavani Ayurveda or at www.pavaniayurveda.com. And I'll, um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. But yes, you want to be doing things that are, I also find that neti and nasya are a really great ritual. So anything we can do that's like ritualistic, that's routine, that's balancing, that's rhythmic, that's really going to support our vata. And my last tip is to practice. If you, whether you're like a devoted ashtangi or you do other types of yoga or you have a japa yoga practice or you have a meditation practice, try and do your practice daily or as often as you can. And I want to be clear that the emphasis here is not on doing your whole practice. Oh, I have to do my whole japa. Oh, I have to do my whole, you know, ashtanga practice. Think about consistency over depth. You want to create rhythm. You want to create routine. You want your being, you want your body to feel um, connected. You want your body to experience that level of routine. So even if you do sun salutations every day, even if like I'm using Ashtanga as the example, because I'm an Ashtangi, but even if you do, you know, half primary, you do standing, you do something every day. If you're a meditator and you have a, you know, an hour long meditation practice in the morning, even five minutes is going to help you to feel grounded and calm and clear for the day. Now, my last tip is around how you structure your travel. Um, and I don't mean like what you're specifically doing, how you structure your day in India or the Philippines or wherever it is that you're going. I mean, really giving yourself, um, in Ayurveda, there's this idea that we don't want to, we don't want to rush into things, right? We don't want to just like wake up and go. We want to ease into the day, right? When we're creating a daily routine, we want to ease into the day and we want to ease out of the day. And so similarly, can you create like, um, a day before and a day after to help you ease into travel and a day to help you ease out of the travel. So you create one day on either side where you don't work, you don't have plans, you've nothing to do, but you give yourself that opportunity to just ease into and out of things. This is going to help keep you feeling super grounded because nothing is more stressful than coming back from, you know, a really long trip where maybe you're jet lagged, the time difference is, you know, is stark. And, you know, you come back and there's all of a sudden all this stress, like, oh crap, I have to go to work like at this time. You do not want to put that on yourself. So seeing if you can structure it in such a manner that you have a day on either end of your travel to just decompress, to just come down, to get your house in order. Like something that was super stressful for me going on the way there, Vikram had been teaching at the Moto Yoga teacher training in Ecuador for the full week before we went to India. He literally came back. Like I forget what day we left, but he came back in the evening. We flew out in the morning. So our house was like a disaster when we left, you know, we were rushing. I was like trying to make all this food and, you know, so we came back, our house wasn't super clean. It didn't feel great. Like I just wanted to come back to this clean home, you know? And so that was a little bit like stressful. It was circumstantial, of course, but yeah, giving yourself a day to just get things in order so you can leave peacefully. And then when you come back, giving yourself that day so that you can like unpack and you can, you know, clear 
your space. You can clean your space. We took a day or two right when we came back to just clean up our space. And that was like my main focus. I wasn't trying to do like a ton of work. I was really just trying to come home, clean our space so I could feel calm and grounded. I did not want it to be a mess. I wanted to feel comfortable and at home. So that is my advice for you. And something I want to say too is like, take the, the, these are my tips. These are my suggestions. These are like the optimal things that you can do to feel amazing while you're traveling. Did I do all of these things? No. I pretty much didn't practice for the entire month, but I can tell you, I didn't feel great about it. I didn't feel super grounded while I was traveling. Like I did feel anxiety at times. I did feel really out of sorts. My body did feel out of whack. And so I say these suggestions to you, not from a place of like, I'm so great. Cause like I did all these Ayurvedic travel suggestions. I'm saying these to you because like some of them I didn't do. And I saw the impact that it had on me and my mental health and my well being, And like, it wasn't a bad trip at all. It wasn't like super impacting my trip, but I can tell you that I didn't feel as grounded that, you know, I didn't do like nausea every single day. I didn't do a pyanga every single day. And the days when I didn't do it, I felt, I didn't feel as good. The days when I did it, I felt better. I felt more grounded when I was mindful of the things I was eating. I feel good when I wasn't, I wasn't feeling as good. So I say these things to you, not from a place of like preaching. I know what's best. Oh, this is what's right. I'm just saying like, pay attention to these things. Do, do some of these suggestions, do some of these, you know, rituals when you're traveling and then don't do them and notice how you feel either way. Right. Like I think with Ayurveda specifically and, you know, my approach to wellness and well-being is it's not about being perfect. It's not about this like dogmatic way of you have to do it this way. It's like, be conscious, understand, here are these suggestions. Here's how we can live in alignment with, you know, our, our body. Here's how we can live um, in rhythm with our environment and notice how you feel when you are in, in rhythm, when you are in balance, when you are living in harmony with your environment and with travel and when you're working actively toward balancing vata dosha, specifically in the context of travel. And then notice how you feel when you don't, right? Notice how you feel when you don't have routine, when you don't practice, when you don't do neti pot, when you're just eating whatever the hell you want. You know, notice how those things make your body feel and then choose, right? So for me, like I said, when I, you know, made all of this food, it wasn't from a place of fear. It was from a place of knowing if I don't do this, I'm probably going to feel like shit and I don't want to feel like shit. So I'm going to make this effort. I'm going to make this effort to make these foods. And now even too seeing and noticing how I felt on the way there, you know, my choices around what I was going to eat on the way back were very, very different, right? I chose grounding foods. I was really mindful of Vata Dosha. I was really mindful of how those foods made me feel and that I didn't want to feel that way again. And to be clear, how I was feeling on the way there, I was so bloated, like painfully bloated to the point where like, I don't know if you've ever been so bloated, it feels like you're being stabbed. And I think that um, a big reason I was feeling that way was because I was holding in my farts. I was trying to find a nice way to say fart, um, maybe flatulence, passing gas. I was not passing gas. Um, and I want to just highlight this as well. I wasn't sure like if I should include this, but I think I should, cause it's important in Ayurveda. There is this idea of 13 things, 13 bodily functions that we don't want to hold in. We don't want to hold in our pee for too long. We don't want to hold in our poop for too long. We don't want to hold in, you know, a burp or a yawn. Um, yeah. So certain things we don't want to hold in farts are one of them. And I'm not encouraging you to just like let her rip. Like I get it. You're in a plane. It's like sort of an awkward small space. Like what if it like smells really bad? You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be that guy on a plane. Totally get it. 
but there is an appropriate way that you can like excuse yourself, go to the washroom, just like relieve yourself because it's actually very dangerous to hold in your your farts to hold that gas in your, in your colon and in your digestive tract. Like it can lead to distension of the colon. It can give you tons of pain. Like I'm telling you, I felt like I was being stabbed in the gut. It was so, so uncomfortable. And yeah. So at some point I was like, okay, Mel, why are you holding in? Why are you holding this in? Like, you just got to get up, do what you got to do. So I went to the washroom a bunch of times. Um, and then I was using tea, drinking as much hot water as I could to sort of like mitigate those effects. But Yes. If you are on a plane and for whatever reason you are feeling this crazy Vata imbalance, you're not doing the tips that I'm telling you and you're feeling like that discomfort, you do not hold it in. Do not. It can be very dangerous. Um, it can lead to complications down the road. So please excuse yourself, go to the washroom and let her rip in an appropriate way, in a tactful way. So those are the tips I have for you. I don't think I have anything more to say. I would love to hear your travel tips, the things that you do to stay balanced and to stay grounded. If you want to share those with me, I'd love to hear them. So you can go over to Instagram at Melissa Singh Yogi Fuel. I'm going to have a post that's associated with this um, podcast. So you can either comment on that post or you can send me a DM. I'd love to hear your suggestions and then maybe I can share them with more people if you've got some good ones. And as always, if you liked this podcast, if you found it informative, if you found it helpful, I would love for you to let me know so you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Share this with your friends. I would love to support and help as many people as possible. And if you have any suggestions for things you want me to talk about, please, please send me a note. Um, you can email me at hello at melissasing.com. So that's all I've got for this week. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you again next week. Bye.